Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. So I want to call your attention to um, these reflection guides. I want you to open it up and look at that back page again. And I know last week you, you probably went through this or you probably got so frustrated after you realized you do not know your neighbor that you crumpled it up and threw it away. And so I want to draw your attention to it again to, because if we're going to make a difference in Tahlequah, the area of Tahlequah, one of the things we need to get to know is our neighbors. And when we can get to know our neighbors, it's amazing to see how, one, we can create a community within our own little homes, but also where that may be able to be a help. Uh, in places that we didn't realize before, or maybe um, open our eyes a little bit more to the people around us. And when we can be a witness to Jesus's life and, and impact on us, to just even our small little places that we call our city blocks, can you imagine what that would lead to throughout the area of Tahlequah? It would be a different, it would be a different place. So I invite you into that, not as a guilt thing, but as a challenge. That maybe by the end of the year, you challenge yourself to maybe you can fill out all eight and answer all three questions. Or maybe as a challenge to just even just to get to know eight of your neighbor's names. And then maybe next year you work towards step B. And then maybe the year after that you work towards step C. Or maybe you go nuts and maybe you do B and C next year. But I see it as a good challenge for us to, to help us grow our neighbors because that's what Jesus calls us to be, to be a good neighbor, to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Our scripture lesson for today is one of those great classic scriptures. And, and Shannon and I had a bit of a miscommunication yesterday in our text messages. She was a week ahead of me, but I told her, don't worry, I can tie what she taught the children into today's scripture reading. But we're going to look at, we're going to first look at Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And listen to these words. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had her sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for, this, for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So this art of neighboring, we ha- in order for us to be a good neighbor, we have these barriers that keep us from getting to know our neighbor, right? We all do. Like, we really, we all do. It's something that we all struggle with. Either maybe they don't look like us. Maybe they don't act like us. Maybe they're not our age. Maybe they don't um, drive the car that we have. Maybe their house is purple and we don't like the color of purple. Maybe they're a certain university's fan that you're not particular a fan of. That happens. 
If someone flies an orange OSU flag in front of the yard, there are people that will not step foot in that person's yard, just like if people have a particular crimson and cream uh, with the OU letters in front of them, there are people that will not step in front of their yard. That is not who Jesus called us to be. I know that's hard to hear. It was a good game yesterday. For it to go down by one point, uh, I know some of you were a little bit stressed out at how this game may go, and that's on both sides of the fence. That's not on, you know, the OSU fans were worried that they were going to go to Norman and get slaughtered because they haven't had the best of seasons. And then let's be honest about OU and their defense. We didn't know who was going to show up. So both fans were struggling. You had a common thing that you could share in together. The only difference is one of you wanted one outcome and the other one wanted the other outcome. That's life. There are going to be moments in your life where you may, you may love this person to death, but just because they like a particular team, that should not be the barrier that keeps you from doing kingdom work. But you know what's sad is that people do that. And it's just not sports teams either. It's maybe the color of homes. Or maybe it's their ethnicity. Or maybe it's other things that we can list. I mean, we could make a laundry list of things that we could say, that's the reason why I won't go talk to my neighbor. I've been honest, I'm not the best. I only really know one of my neighbors. And it's not just because they're a church member, it's because he's the one that I always catch outside when I'm going to and from places. And one of the things I want to call our attention to is in this age of being rushed from point A to point B, what would it look like for you to stop being Martha and to be Mary? And what I mean by that is, what if instead of rushing and hurrying and going from one place or another, making sure that we get into our car and, and close the garage door quickly, what if we were like Mary and stopped just to experience Jesus. Because we know that when one or two are gathered, there is God. And then when we get to know our neighbor, what a better way of experiencing God and the kingdom of God that God helped create than just stopping and getting to know our neighbor. The world would look a little bit different, wouldn't it? If we just got to know our neighbor. But let me, let me press you a little bit. What if it's just not our neighbors? What if it's the people in our pews? If you looked around, could you name all eight people that are sitting around you right now? Some of you couldn't because we become scared and we become afraid. And trust me, as an introvert, nothing scares me more than anything than doing passing of the peace. But you know why I love it as a pastor? Because I get to know people that I wouldn't know on a normal basis. Because sometimes on Sunday morning, not everybody comes through the center door to greet me and I get to know them. Not everybody comes to the church during my office hours and I get to know them because you all leave the other doors. But during that passing of the peace is the moment that I can engage you on something that either I know about you that, hey, I saw on Facebook or, or hey, I need to share this information with you and this is the only time that I can get you or, hey, you're new here and I'd like to get to know you. And while part of me, a big part of me, is scared to death of meeting new people, the kingdom side, the side that God called me to be, pushes me out and into a new place. Last Friday, um, before, the, before I came up here for the funeral, I went to a, 
um, networking event here in town to get to meet new business owners. And let me tell you, as someone who's an introvert, that is not something I like to do. I had to shake people's hands. I had to talk about what I do and, and meet new people. And, and inside of me, my, my, myself was shaking and I was trying to create barriers and why I wouldn't talk to people. But they kept knocking those barriers down and telling us to get to meet new people and shuffling, shuffling us around and requiring us to get to meet two to three people. Man, that was rough. But it got me thinking about the church and us. How often do you network with the people that are sitting around you? How often do you get to know them? Or do we become like Martha and we become so task-oriented, so task-oriented that we forget that Jesus is over here? And then we complain about it. While I'm doing all the work, while Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet, we've all been that person. We've all been Mary. The balance of the two in this story is for us to be Mary with a Martha focus. There are jobs and things that need to get done around the life of the church. Not everybody knows Jesus in Tahlequah. We have to take that up. We have to be willing to be unapologetically Christian in today's world. We can't be afraid and put up barriers of what people may think about us. We have to model the life and the faith that God called us to because there are other people who are modeling for us and it's not acceptable. There are people who are spreading hate and lies in the name of Jesus. And if we're going to change this world, we have to model a life that looks like Mary, that's willing to come and be at Jesus' feet and willing to listen and live a life that is challenging and pushes us out of our comfort zone. And we also have to keep the task in mind. We also have to have that Martha mindset and, and be willing to, to be active and to be faithful. And, and, and let's just eliminate, let's, let's go ahead and cut that line out where she says, tell her to help me. Let, let's just cut that outline out. Let's not, let's not have that attitude. But let's have a servant's heart. Let's have a willingness to accomplish uh, kingdom building opportunities and, and be good neighbors because when we're good neighbors, Jesus is there. And the scripture that, the, that the Shannon was telling the kids today in Luke chapter 5, verses 25 through 32, uh, Jesus walks up to this tax collector. And you have to understand, for Jesus to walk up to the tax collector was already strike one against Jesus. And when Jesus invites him to follow him, to change his life, to, to be a follower of Jesus, to be a disciple, what does he do? He gets excited. He changes his life. And then he throws a party, invites everybody in. And as they're sitting there having a good time like Christians are known to do, because, you know, let me tell you, there's nothing more fun than a, than a Christian potluck. It should really be the third sacrament. Levi has this, the, the, this great potluck of, of, of what the church really looks like, sinners. And if you notice the, the religious authorities, the Pharisees, the legal experts, they're grumbling and angry and upset because these people are being the church and they're not. And they ask Jesus, why do you eat with those people? They're tax collectors and sinners. Jesus' answer here, and I love this line in, in Luke in chapter 5, verses 31 through 32. He says, healthy people don't need a doctor, 
but sick people do. I didn't come to call the righteous people, but sinners to change their hearts and lives. Friends, if we remove the barriers that keep us from getting to know our neighbors, we'll find Jesus. And that makes us a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? We'll find Jesus because we'll get to meet and greet new people. We'll find Jesus because it will stretch us and move us in a way that you get to know new people. And that's kind of scary for some of us. Especially in this world that calls for isolation and for seclusion. And heaven forbid we get to know our neighbor. Because could you imagine if we actually really got to know our neighbor and we had this great meal like they had in the story today. Could you imagine how much better it would be to be in your neighborhood? Knowing that there's a potluck in like three weeks with your neighborhood? You all just decide to get together and have a potluck? Could you imagine what that would look like in your neighborhood? Could you imagine what that would look like here at our church? If instead of just really having a potluck and, and, and just saying, hey, it's on a particular Sunday, what if we went around our neighborhood here? And got to know our neighbors and said, hey, we want you to come to a meal. And what if we had such a great meal and you all are good at hospitality. What if we, we, we showed them what God's love looked like and that led to the next step of coming to worship? And then what if it led to that next step of, of joining the church and, and being active and being like Martha and, and, and living a life like Mary of, of being faithful and listening to Jesus? Man, the world would be an awesome place. Kingdom building would occur. All fear would go away. And it's because we're taking that great commandment seriously. So what are your barriers? What barriers do you have that keep you from being a good neighbor? I think some of it's fear. Some of it's the main thing. Jesus calls us to our neighbors. Jesus is modeling what it looks like to go and meet our neighbors, not just to be stuck in one area, but to get to know the people around us. To look at our schedules and ask ourselves, are we really living out our faith? And are we modeling it for the next generation, what that will look like? That's a struggle that Ashley and I have faced with daily. It's a struggle that we as parents, that we want to model for our children that church is important. No, we can't change the culture around us. And yeah, it, it's not fun when we have to tell our, our coaches that, no, our daughters go to church first because that is the most important team of their lives. And that it's just a game. They're not going to win a national championship. They're not going to win millions of dollars. It's just a game. It means nothing in the end. Because let me tell you, as someone who grew up playing sports his whole life, I don't remember any game that totally changed my life. But I remember a Sunday morning that rocked my world. And it was when Jesus called and I answered. And sometimes that's difficult because the world's going one way and we as Christians need to go the other direction. We need to model it. 
And that's not easy. And sometimes it means our teams lose. And sometimes it means they win without us, and then you begin to question, are we really worth part of being on the team? But if we make a statement that our faith is important, and that's something Ash and I really wrestled with, we want to make it important not just for the community, but for our kids, for them to understand that this is important and that faith is first. It's the most important thing that we can do, and we model it. Then we know we're changing our little corner, and we're making a difference. It's not easy. And so as you look at your calendars, as you look at your your charts on the back of your deal, how are you modeling Jesus for this world? And when you begin to ask yourself that question, it's going to be painful. Because when you live with the reality of, am I really being faithful? We know that we fall short. You know that's why I like Jesus. Because even though we fall short, Jesus is right there with us saying it's going to be okay, do it better, do it again. And you know, that's how we get better at things. We continually practice it, continually work at it, continually to grow and and be able to look at ourselves and be honest with ourselves about the mistakes we've made and about where we've misstepped and move on and move forward. But we can't do that until we look at ourselves and agree to eliminate those barriers that keep us between us and God. And when we start working on those barriers, after one gets knocked down after another, we notice not only ourselves change, but we notice the world around us becomes slowly different. Be a good neighbor. Because that's where Jesus is. And when you can do that, and you can be an unanxious presence in people's lives, and you can help them in whatever way it may need, You'll be amazed to see how you, yes, you, with all your brokenness, with all of your inabilities, you can change the world for the kingdom of God. Yes, you can change the world because you have what it takes, because God created you in his image to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we eliminate those barriers, and we open ourselves up to Jesus, could you imagine what the party would look like? Don't be afraid. Open yourself up. And you'll find Jesus. So ask yourself, are you ready to be a good neighbor? And if you're not, pray about it. See what opportunities God may present to you this week. Be open to them. Present yourself to them. Yes, they may be scary and may make you feel a little bit at unease. But the more you open yourself up to those opportunities, you definitely will feel closer to God. So don't be afraid. And be open. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Amethyst Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.